Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York, where I just got to say, we had uh, Hurricane Henri come through this past weekend. Right. And I have Sundays and Mondays off. Every single fucking Sunday and Monday, there's a massive rainstorm, hurricane-level torrential downpour, two days, and then Saturday is beautiful, and Tuesday is beautiful, and it's just shitty on those two days, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it being shitty on my days off. I'm over it. Vladimir Putin, if you're listening, if you listen to the B-Block, do me a favor and figure that out, all right? He got weather controlling machines. Yeah, you know he does. Like, they know how to do it. It just involves like shooting nuclear missiles into the sky. That's all we need to do: shoot the nuclear yeah. missiles into the hurricanes. That is the thing to do. Here's my complaint of the week. I was looking at my bank account, and I got really excited earlier today because I thought I was saving money week to week. Uh huh. I realized that I had not paid my credit card bill, my energy bill, or my garbage bill yet. And so I paid all three of those bills. It turns out I'm not making any money. I'm losing money. Right. Well, you're not losing money. You're just spending more money than you're making. Right. I had that false hope that I was, like, climbing upward in the American dream sort of way right how's your credit it's okay because that's climbing up in the american dream sort of way is just having really good credit right that's what they tell us but i am skeptical of that because that just means that they're more likely to allow you to go into debt to them right but that's it that's like the only that's the best you can hope for as an average middle-class American. Like the, the chances of going from the middle class to the upper class are like shrinking aggressively. And it's basically impossible at this point. The best you can hope for is that somebody in the upper class is gonna let you go into debt to them and allow you to like buy things that you want. Oh, but I've done that. Like. Right. I mortgage on my house. I own my car and I've paid off my student loans. Right. So I'm good. So you should have good credit. Yeah. 
all I've done is paid off my student loans. Yeah, right. But that's the whole thing is that, <laughs> like, like you see the commercials all the time of check out your credit, what's your credit waiting at? And that, like, you should be aware of that. But that's just your ability to borrow money from rich people to go into debt to pay them more than you borrowed from them. Right. That's not a hot take, though, Joel. That's... No, no, I'm not even... <laughs> You're just I mean, explaining I... what credit is, which, you know, most people know already. Right, but why is that a good thing? Because like, why... that's your best hope at, like, being able to afford the things that you want. Right. Right. Which is bad. No, it's bad. That is bad. That's, but I'm saying like, yeah. the American dream used to hey, be I, like, oh, I'm not... I come to this country with nothing. Yeah. I work hard and I become a rich man, you know? Yeah, the... I must. No, right. No. The no. American dream now is I come to this country poor. I go into crippling debt due to college. Yeah. I make regular payments on that debt and then get other debt and make regular payments on that. And then I have enough credit to borrow money to also pay more on. Yeah. Right. If I'm lucky, I get to go to the Bahamas once every five years. Right. On a cruise and die of COVID. If I'm lucky, I die of COVID before I pay off all of these debts. Right. Exactly. That's the American. I go to Bahamas. I die before I get back. I don't have to pay off my credit card bill. Yeah, because I'm dead. <laughs> but you don't have children who have to inherit that debt. Right. Yeah, that's the worst thing. It's so bad. Like, why do we? Why do we have this system set up where it's all about going into debt to banks, credit card companies, insurance companies? Medic, medical debt. I, I had thousands and thousands of dollars of medical debt back in 07, 08. That's going to bankrupt. And you can't get away from it. Oh, no. Oh, no, Sam. It's a messed up system that we would Yep. Yep. And it's not a system that... Like, there's this idea... I'm trying to say like less. There's this idea of the American dream of being able to have upward mobility. Right. Higher system of debt and credit that functions to suppress that. Totally. And you like have to enter into that system even to get like the baseline to start like existing in that system talking about student loans and you want to know what's fucked up about student loans fucking everything literally everything yes but i didn't pay i didn't even get a credit card until i finished paying off my student loans because i got out of college and i was like what the fuck is this like what is student loans you know what i mean Uh um and so I paid off all of my student loans early. I paid them off early. And I go to apply for a credit card. And they're like, oh, you don't have any credit. And I was like, excuse me, I borrowed tens of thousands of dollars from the government 
and paid it off early, how do I not have any credit? Student loans don't like qualify you for having credit. Like they don't affect your credit. In, they can only negatively affect your credit. They cannot positively affect your credit. They cannot, but they can fucking tank your credit, but they don't positively affect Because why? Is there any rationale, any logical reasoning behind that? No, I think it probably has something to do with them coming from the government. I don't know. Right. That makes sense. Well, I mean, that makes sense in the. But it's like you need to go to college, right? If you, unless you're gonna, unless you're a genius, and. To go to college, you have to take out so much money in debt. And then it doesn't even give you a leg up on your credit, like your ability to then get more loans. There's also, this is a very middle middle class thing. Like you and I, I feel, are both members of the middle class. Sure. And so these are things that are middle-class concerns, which are acquiring debt, acquiring credit, paying off debt, and then acquiring more debt to get, right. to get things. I own a house. I own a car. I went to college. Those are things I have acquired debt for. There's this other class of, of Americans that's not concerned with this. Right. Which we would call a lot people. Well, yeah, but there's also like an entire underground economy, which maybe we should be looking into because they might have an idea that just pay cash for everything and the banks can't fuck you over. Right. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass because it does suck to be poor and to not have access to credit. But I guess- Well, no, it's, a, it's all about crypto. Like the breaking of this cycle is like putting all of your money in not in the bank. I, I see crypto as a scam. You don't see it as a scam? I see crypto as a scam. No, crypto is like the, like the means of seizing the, the means of production. Like- uh-huh. Oh, I think it's like a decentralized. It it operates similarly to a bank and regular currency, but it is not controlled by the wealthy elite. Sure, it is. Well, not in the same way. I think crypto. The thing that I think about cryptocurrency is that the same people who are really fucking excited about cryptocurrency are the same people who are really excited about MMA, UFC, who are really excited about daily sports betting, and who are named Elon Musk. And all those things are scams. So that leads me to infer that cryptocurrency is also a scam. And that I would advise no one to get involved with cryptocurrency. It, it, you go burn a pile of money. Go do it. Like, or it's also how you're, unless you're a cocaine dealer. If you're a cocaine dealer, 
Like if you're meddling in Colombia, yes, get involved with cryptocurrency. Get the real. Well, that's the thing. The thing is, is that like it's not based on traditional. It's not. It's just this country especially but like the global economy is like dominated by like these players and they have all the power and there's no way to like disrupt that or get out of that them amassing more and more power unless there's an alternative to that right which cryptocurrency can be an alternative to that yeah but it's not because cryptocurrency is still controlled by actually a small group of elite people. I think the main problem with cryptocurrency is that it is like funding the aforementioned drug trade and like child soldier warlords. And I think that's the problem. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But I don't think it's a way to, I don't think cryptocurrency is a way towards the revolution. I think it's, it's a way that kleptocracy is taking over the government. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Now we actually disagree on cryptocurrency. This is good. This is good. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Do you have you invested in cryptocurrency? No, I'm thinking about doing it this year though. Yeah, I have a friend. I have a friend. He invested in Bitcoin, I want to say two years ago. Okay. And he did it. He's married and he has children. And he did it without his wife's knowledge. He invested okay. 20 grand in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. How, and it how much? Like 20 grand, $20,000. Whoa. And it skyrocketed and then it crashed. And I remember talking to him when it crashed and he was talking about he didn't know what the hell he was going to tell his wife where this $20,000 was. Right. But since that has gone back up, so I assume he's doing fine unless he sold it well. I have no idea. Oof. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Like money's not real at that level anyway. Like money isn't real. Well, but money's real in that it controls our lives more than probably a <laughs> concept. Right. I mean, you can say money's not real. You can escape to a commune in, in Oregon, but you know. No, no, but it's like it's a hype. It's like you borrow money from a bank, like that money only becomes real money when you pay it back to the bank. Okay. Like you get like you're borrowing money from the bank, like that's they're giving you credit, right? It's not real money. Like it becomes real money when you pay it back to them. But you can do things with those credit and it's enforceable by law. That's the whole thing is that you're signing a contract that is right. No, totally. But like, if you never pay that money back, the bank doesn't lose any money because they sell that off. Now the whole problem. No, because that that money is not real until you pay it back. 
It was never real to begin with. The money didn't exist before you borrowed it. I'm not following you here because, like, I understand the concept that money's not real, but it is real. It is real. No, but not at that. No, money is real, yeah. but not at that level. We'll wait this to the... So, like, Donald Trump has no money. Right, okay. Now, right. keep going, keep going. Yeah, okay. Zero dollars. That guy has zero dollars. All based on borrowing and debt and debt. <clears throat> he only exists on hypothetical money. It's not real money. Right. Because it's all borrowed and paid back with other borrowed money. But borrowed money is not real money. Like... It's you're, the debt that you like the bank give like you borrow money from the bank. That's not money that you're borrowing. It only becomes real money when you pay it back. Why? I'm not quite sure exactly how it works, but that's how the that's how the housing market tanked when what? it did. That's how the housing because because it's like we have like everyone is like trading all of this hypothetical money involved, and then they're like, oh wait. There's no money here. Like all of this money that we've been spreading around is fake money. And nobody realized it until it was too late. What? Yeah. Because it's like that, that money, like when you borrow money from a bank, that is a, that becomes a thing that they trade on, but it only becomes real money when you give the money back. Like they don't give you money. They give you something that you can spend as money, but only becomes money when you give it back to them. You mean my debt and credit? Right. Uh, okay. But like, it's not, it's a hypothetical number. Like at that level, when they bundle all these loans, these student loans are all bundled together. And then they're like traded on credit at a really high level. Right. But if everyone stopped paying their loans back, People would be like, oh, no, this is, they'd be like, oh, shit, we have, like, we've, we've said we have all this money, but it doesn't exist. It's not real money. Right. Well, that's, that's how I'm starting the revolution. I haven't paid my, my garbage man in, like, six months. No, you start the revolution. You just get everyone to stop paying their student loans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that's, you know. What we're talking about on this baseball podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It would be like one month if everyone stopped paying their student loans. It's like could the bottom would fall out of everything. Government owns all those student loans. I see. What right. Yeah, but you- no, they don't. They, they buy them and sell them. But they're all publicly subsidized. Like that, the whole right. like, like, those are the same. If you're a bank, the safest thing to own is student loans because they're government, government subsidized and because you can't claim bankruptcy on the student loan. Because that's the whole thing about the housing market is that the government was subsidizing all these things, but they couldn't do it either. The kids today don't remember 2008, 2009. And right. Which is really terrifying because it was like how capitalism fails. Excuse me. Um, I'm trying to think of 
if everybody stopped paying rent, what would happen? Right. So when a bank extends a loan, they create money. The money didn't exist beforehand. They're not giving you money that they have. They're creating like hypothetical money. Okay. But so what? Like, that's the prerogative. Right. <clears throat> but it's, they're not losing money. Right. They never lose money. They don't give you money. They're not giving you money. They're making fake money and giving it to you. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I borrowed $20 from you, you would take $20 out of your pocket, put it in an envelope, mail it to me, you know? Okay, I would never do that. <laughs> and that would be you giving me real money, right? right? But if I borrow money from a bank, I'd be like, I need to borrow 20 bucks. And they'd be like, okay. And they would create $20 that didn't exist before. Oh, I see. Because they know that when I pay it back to them, I'm going to pay it back to them with real money. With interest. Right, with interest. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> because they're such a large institution. Okay. Right. <clears throat> okay. So the one thing I wanted to say before, like, like that, there is still this. I'm going to call it an underclass that does not have access to credit and debt in the way we're talking about. You said the way right. solution is for everyone to stop paying the college loans. Like sixty percent of America doesn't go to college. Like that's not what we should be talking about. We should be talking about this like lower class that's like, yo, I can't get credit. But we should be talking about that because mo more that is a very shocking number. Exactly. Sorry. And, and, and no, but you're correct. Like these folks don't have access to the credit that a middle class person like I have. Like they're paying Johnny down the block for the car for right for one hundred and seventy five dollars. Yeah, right. Kind of thing. No, no, seriously. Like I'll pay you one hundred and seventy five dollars. 1998 on the civil. All right, fine. That kind of thing. Like, there's this underground market that's working that doesn't have access to this capitalist banking. Economy. No, I understand. I mean, I bought my car cash. Yeah. I understand the concept of buying a car with cash, but it doesn't cost $175. That's what I'm saying. Can't buy a car for $175, Joe. Can you buy, you buy like a Buy like an RC car for $175. Is a 30-year-old car cost? I don't know. Probably $900. Okay. All right. Fair enough. $900 for 300, for 300. 30-year-old. How is it? A 300-year-old car probably costs like millions of dollars. I <laughs> <laughs> like a Da Vinci fucking thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Nine hundred yeah, nine hundred dollars for your ninety-eight hundred, right? Yeah. But in cash, no questions asked. I don't know. 
All right, so how are we going to topple capitalism? Topple capitalism? I don't know. We both should have not paid off our student loans, for starters. And just refused to pay our student loans. And just refused to pay our student loans and spent every single waking hour in our lives to convince other people to stop paying their student loans until our demands are met, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're both just like aggressively barreling into our middle age and have already paid off our student loans. (laughs) I got a house. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Huh. Yeah, and that's how they do it. Like the payoffs for the middle class life are just enough, just enough to make you not want to take up a pitchfork and stab Elon Musk in the face. Right. Right, that's what's got to change. But I mean, it is, it's changing. People are gonna, like Donald Trump is a, is a like early symptom of lower class uprising. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, people are like, people are confused by which parties like. Yeah running that upper class, unfortunately. I've spent the last couple of weeks listening to all these different audible books about cool. like I, I'm on my fourth one now. I've listened to three. I'm on fourth one now. And I mean I've enjoyed it because I'm a weirdo. But there's no deep secret. He's just like an asshole. Right. There's no deep, like, meaning to his being. He's just, like, a fucking asshole. That's it. Well, and he's also, he's a product of his movement. He's not even the, he's not even, like, the leader of his movement. He's just a product of it. Yeah, because he has no ideology or anything. Right. No, and like if he had said everyone has to wear a mask and get a vaccine, like it would have fallen, they would have turned on him. It would have been like, oh, they got to him. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like he has no power over these people. He like only is like, he's just, he doesn't believe in anything he says. He just is like, has some fucking weird people on the dark web. They're in Russia. Newsflash. There are no side. <laughs> they listen to our podcast. <laughs> they listen to our podcast. Let's just say, does Vadanya. And they're telling him exactly what he needs to say to just like be, maintain his popularity. Because, like, you know, he knew COVID was bad. He knew how to stop it. He, he said- still does. He still does. And he, like, wouldn't tell people to wear a mask. He wouldn't tell people to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like took credit for the vaccine. Wouldn't tell people to get vaccinated. You know, but, wouldn't say COVID was real. He knew it was real, he, but it's because like if he steps out of line, he's out. The next guy's you know Marjorie Taylor Greene is next. You know, yeah. she's a woman, so not her, but Tucker Carlson maybe. I don't know. Matt Gates. Yeah. Huh. The pedophile, the actual pedophile. Actual pedophile, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we've uh, we're gonna get canceled after this one, Sam. By who? 
the MAGA crew? Oh, our overlord Vladimir Putin? No, he lied. Who makes all our dreams come true? <laughs> no, he loves it. He fucking loves it. Um, do you want to talk any baseball? Sure, what do you got? Well, like, good question. So the White Sox, like, okay, White Sox have been a 15 and 17 team over the last 32 games. Like sub five hundred, a lot of White Sox Twitter is freaking the fuck out. I am not freaking the fuck out. Right. Like, fine, we'll still go into the playoffs. Let's get our guys healthy. Let's get our our bullpen in order. I guess. Like Kimball and Hendricks have been trashed the last. Three weeks probably. They have. Yeah, both both of them. EOA of like six point one or something like that. But like, you gotta have faith in you guys. I don't know. I'm I'm gesturing at a question about fandom. Like these are guys. We gotta have faith in those guys going forward. Well, Unless you're a Mariners fan. Yeah. In maybe. which case, it's always next year. Yeah, it's always next year. These are the guys. We got, yeah. We got, like, you got to believe in something, Joel. Ex- well, well, I would say Tampa Bay and Houston are better than us, but we can beat them. And we're better than everybody else in the AL. All right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I ain't afraid of the Yankees. People are like the Yankees beat us five out of six. No, we're bit be- we're better than the New York Yankees. Like we're a good team. We should not be favored against the Rays, the Astros, and the AL, and then what? The maybe the Dodgers only, or the Giants. I don't even know what to make of the Giants. But if we get to the World Series, we're in the World Series. But these morons on Twitter are freaking the fuck out. And it's not time to freak the fuck out. Right. Well, we've been saying this about the White Sox for a long time. Right? That they need to, what they need to do right now, they have the division under wraps. They need to rest their guys. They need to try a couple things to shake up their lineup and see what works best for them it's okay for them to like lose a number of games go 500 whatever they just have to get their house in order to make a playoff run because they have the al central wrapped up so i don't think that you guys should be worried at all because i feel like that's what they're doing like they're cruising they're cruising right now as they should be yeah the important thing is, is that when it's time to come out of cruise control and really put the like pedal down, they need to be ready to do that. Yeah. And that's on Tony LaRussa. Yeah, totally 100% agree with you. And I wish that White Sox Twitter agreed with you too, because White Sox Twitter freaks out about losing two out of three to the Toronto Blue Jays in the middle of August. When like, that's just Twitter in general. Yeah, yeah. I, like, Doom and gloom, everything's terrible. 
They were always overreacting. Like, it's fine, you guys. It's fine. Like, yes, I would rather win a game than lose a game. But it's fine. We're fucking fine. We're going to get Yasmani Grandal back. We're going to get Adam Engel back. Pitching's going to be fine. I don't know. We, we, what we don't want to do, like, we're not going to be a wild code team, so we don't have to play the one game wild code game. Right. I guess, like, yes, home field advantage would be good, but that's not key in baseball. It's key in basketball. Like, you can win on the road in baseball. No. People are dumb. Why are people so panicky? It's Twitter, Joel. It's just Twitter. It's just online. Yeah, but these are the same people taking home loans, right? <laughs> like, right. I, like why, why are human beings finicky and panicky? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Red Sox won tonight. Good, you, you beat the Twins. Good job. Beat the Twins. Took two out of three from the Rangers. Yeah, those are bad teams, but you got to beat the bad Yeah, got to beat the bad teams. Yeah, yeah. Who's next on your schedule? I don't know. This is the first game of a series with the Twins, so I don't know who comes next. We've got Twins through the early part of this season, this week, and then I don't know who we have over the weekend. Yankees, maybe? We play the Yankees a lot at the end of the season here. I want to say Tampa Bay, but I'm not sure. Yeah, or Tampa Bay, or the Orioles. Orioles are so bad. (laughs) How bad are they? They've lost like 15, 16 games in a row. They're at 38 and 86. Like, they're not going to win 50 games this year. We're at Cleveland for three, at Tampa Bay for four, versus Cleveland for three, versus Tampa Bay for four, uh, versus Tampa Bay for three, and then we're on that uh, White Sox-Seattle road trip. Yeah. Cleveland, huh? We only play the Yankees three more times. Yeah. At home. Which is kind of bad for you. But you don't get a chance to gain on the Yankees. I mean, I think the Yankees are going to fall off. Mm. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think they're I agree. Going to fall the fuck off. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, we should call sick that Saturday. Take that weekend. Come to Chicago. Come to those games. Come on, man. You can do it. Company can survive without you for a weekend. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, yeah. I have some weekends I have to take off. So I'm kind of banking my personal days, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Make that one of them. <laughs> Uh, I'm cutting this off. Yeah. Topo capitalism, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we did talk about QAnon 
last week we talked a lot about QAnon, about this dude who mooted his children. Um, we got some feedback about that. So Sam, next week, let's let's go back to the QAnon. Right. And I just want to say for the record, I know that I say all the time, like you have to believe in something. Sometimes you just have to believe in something. That thing is never QAnon, people. I just, for the record, want to say that that thing, you have to believe in something, but that thing is not, and never will be QAnon. Agreed. Yes. That, that was good. Sam was really passionate about that. It's not QAnon. We need, yeah, yeah. It isn't. It just isn't. You, you are fucking right. Let's put a pin in that because what do people like? I said like again. I'm trying to not say like. Yeah, me too. What, Bad. what do people have to believe in? And this is related to a conversation about debt. Because folks don't have fucking shit to believe. Right. It's like the vacuum left by the fact that nobody really follows religion anymore. Right. And if they do, they go crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where a baseball cult comes in. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Our steampunk novel strikes again. Yeah, you gotta believe. Gotta believe in something. Gotta believe. For most people, that's college football. <laughs> Let's go, Ducks. Let's go. Let's go, Ducks. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. So pumped. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This has been B Block. A meandering conversation about all the plans to topple capitalism. Uh, ostensibly a baseball podcast. If you're listening to this, you can follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Also on Facebook at Dump on the Ump. Follow us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.